Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There I am. Hi, everyone. Happy day 52 of the program. Uh, trying a bit of a different format today just to try to get uh, the audio a little bit better with these uh, lives and podcasts. Anyway, let me know how you're feeling. Today, we are talking about the splitting up the meals and snacks part of this week's tweak, week seven. So last few days, you've been eating back to satisfaction, maximizing, asking the four questions, eating just enough so that when you walk away, you're feeling satisfied and not stuffed. So nothing changes over the next few days, except you're going to take those same meals and snacks, still asking those four questions, still maximizing, still eating token amounts if you're not hungry, but you're going to take those same portions and split them in two. Then you're going to mindfully asking the four questions, eat the first portion. Now you may still be hungry after that first portion, or if you are are satisfied on it and you need to stop eating a few bites earlier, that's fine too. Then you're going to wait about a half hour. Now it can be 15, 20 minutes. It can be 40 minutes, but ideally a half hour. And then you're going to eat that second portion mindfully. If you're not hungry for it, you're still going to eat a few token bites. And if you are hungry for it, you're going to ask those four questions and eat just enough so that when you walk away, you're feeling satisfied and not stuffed. It's simple as that. Nothing changes except you're split, taking the portions and literally splitting them in. So you can do this with some of your meals and snacks or all of your meals and snacks or as many of your meals and snacks as possible. Some, Some of you will be able to split all of them and some of you will only be able to split some of them. So as long as you are making your body work a little bit harder. Now, if the thought of doing this is exhausting, it's, it is, it is exhausting. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> digestion is one of the hardest things that our body does. Um, it takes a lot of energy for your body to process and digest foods. Some of you are going to feel like you're even hungrier because you're eating so often. And some of you are going to feel like, ugh, gah, I just, I'm so sick and tired of eating. So psychologically, there is an element there where you take people who've been dieting their entire lives, trying not to eat. And now you are making them eat more often. You have to prioritize yourself, right? So if it sounds exhausting and inconvenient, it's because it is. It's not a normal, natural way of eating, but it is super effective. Um, if you want to take it a step further, what you're going to do is separate when you can, because we don't want you doing weird shit like picking beans out of a soup or anything like that. But when you can separate the proteins from your carbs, you're going to do that. Now, leafy greens and healthy fats can go either way. And then this is going to really put you in tune with how protein and fat feed into your satiety hormones and just hit differently. So this is going to get you even more in tune to your portions because a lot of times with portions, it's what you're used to and not what you actually need. And you've learned this from downsizing. So your body gets used to eating a certain amount of food. 
And then with downsizing, right, you're leaving yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied. Your body adjusts to that. It releases fat. It downsizes to, to fit, to, to, to adjust to the amount of food coming in. And then all of a sudden, when you go back to eating dissatisfaction again, you're noticing your portions are just naturally smaller. I mean, from the beginning of the process, you've been noticing your portions have been naturally decreasing just on their own, right? So this is another way of addressing portions and approaching weight loss. So I think it's a super cool tweak. Um, if you missed it yesterday during the spill the tea conversation, uh, Kim and I broke down this tweak. Um, some of the things that people ask is, can I switch up the order? There's a rhyme and a reason. <laughs> I haven't figured that out to everything that we're doing. So you really want to kind of reset with those portions that you're eating after downsizing and then start splitting up those meals and snacks. And then you don't want to do it forever because some of you are going to be like, this is working great. Can I keep doing this? So important to understand that if if we've made a tweak and your weight is dropping, um, making the changes moving forward are just going to accelerate that. It's not going to be, sometimes people are afraid of like, oh, if I don't keep doing what I'm doing, my weight's going to stop dropping. So the program is is built in a way, it's supposed to build on where you're at. So if if you are, for example, say on your splitting up your meals and snacks, Saturday, your weight starts moving, it's, it's moving on Sunday. A lot of times people are nervous to, well, I don't want to bring it back to satisfaction on Monday because this splitting up this meals and snacks thing is really working for me. So going back to satisfaction is not going to stop your weight from dropping. Your body's already decided to release the fat. All you want to do is support the body in that. So don't be afraid to keep it moving forward and make the tweaks each week. Um, the other things people ask is, can I wait an hour? Like I don't have time to eat 20, 30 minutes after that second portion. Can I wait an hour? Well, then it's just better, best not to split. Like if you can't split up the meal or snack, then ask the four questions and eat just enough so that you walk away, you're feeling satisfied and not stop. Recognize that you're doing so many things at this point that even if you didn't split up the meals and snacks, you should ex- still expect that you're going to be able to lose weight. Still expect that scale to move. I mean, every day show up like it's going to move, even though you're not going to see the scale move every day. Right. So, so um, this just kind of like, helps it kind of move forward a little bit and keeps the process going. Um, what else? What else? Uh, dinner sometimes. So, so make it a half hour. It can be 20 minutes. It can be 40 minutes, but if you go it longer than an hour, you're just, you might as well just be eating your next meal or snack coming down the pipeline. Right. Um, so try not to go too long with it. Uh, dinner. Sometimes people will say, um, you know, I'm getting home late. Should I split the meal? Should I split the meal? If it means I'm going to be eating at like, maybe get home at nine, right? You eat the meal. Then by the time you're done eating the first portion, it's going to be like nine 30, clock before you eat that second portion. Just don't split it. Don't split it. Anyway, um, read over those guidelines. Watch the video. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. Try not to be too freaked out by it. Try to just really embrace it. It's for four days. <laughs> You're going to be fun. You're going to be fun. Um, let's get into some of your questions. Um, I was reading the comments today on Dr. Beverly. Um, she's amazing, right? Like, yeah. Hi, Irene. What an amazing session with Dr. Beverly. I finally understood the impact of my unrealistic expectations on my body and mind. Just learn so much. The tools to help us keep getting better and better. This was such an interesting conversation with her because I'm like a reach for the stars, set the bar high. Like I get really motivated. Like I, I, I want to like with my business, I, you know, it's, it's no secret. And I've been, I've been telling this to everyone on my team actually since the beginning I've been telling everybody I want to rival not rival because rival's not the word um, but for lack of a better word I, I want my program to rival Weight Watchers and Noom and be just huge and massive and I don't want to rival them it's not about them I want I want everyone to know that there's another way you can lose weight there's a healthy 
sustainable way that you can lose weight. So that's what I want to do. And so there was a time uh, in my career where, where I would say that and be a little bit, I felt a little shaky because I wasn't sure. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. And that was sort of my beacon. That's where I was headed. That was sort of my, I wouldn't even say dream because it's not a dream. It's more of like a, a passion and this is where I'm going and this is what I'm doing. Um, but um, there was a time where I was a little bit shaky and nervous and wasn't so confident in that. Now I'm like, hands down, 100% fucking right. I'm going to do it. Like there's no shadow of a doubt. Like I don't even know inkling of doubt in my mind, but I, I've always been motivated by big dreams. Even when people told me I was dreaming and I'm, you know, it's unrealistic. I think that you have to follow them up with actions. I think you can't just dream and sit around in a room and manifest all day. I think you have to follow that up with the shit you need to do in order to reach your dreams. But my point is I get motivated by big dreams. Some people get, feel paralyzed by big goals and dreams. And that's, if it's like that all or nothing attitude that if like, I can't reach that then and I can't do it on this timeline and when I want and when I need then it's not worth doing and we talked about this with Dr. Beverly about maybe lowering the expectation if you're feeling the pressure of your goal then maybe you need to lower that goal and I, I've seen people do this in a variety of different ways um, which is really cool um, group over group over group some people go for those big goals and they're super motivated by that and then some people sort of I always thought they were underestimating their ability to lose and you know I always thought maybe it was because maybe a fear of not being able to reach that goal and maybe that is part of it but I think it's even it's it's bigger than that maybe it's how people motivate like some people get very motivated by it by setting small incremental goals and then when they reach those goals they feel empowered to continue and 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 you know go for the next goal and that happens all the time around here I fucking love Dr. Beverly she's amazing um it happens all the time around here so Maybe check yourself in terms of what is going to best motivate you. Is it the big goal? And like, are you finding that exciting and that you're getting up and you're motivated? Or do you feel like, oh my God, I'm not going to get there and I'm never going to do this and whatever. Then you might want to make, you know, sort of s smaller goals and not to say that you can't change your mind on those goals. It happens all the time. People will be like, well, I'd love to lose 40 pounds, but I'm happy just to lose 10. Right. Then they come in, they reach, they, they lose 10. They're like, wow, I lost 10. I'm going to, now I'm going to go for 15. Now I'm going to go for 20. Right. So we had a really interesting conversation with her about lowering expectations. And I, you know, before my conversation with Dr. Beverly, I'm like, what, why would you want to lower your expectations? But now I totally see the benefit in that, especially because, um, the last four weeks of the program, and if you've been with me for a while, you hear me talk about this because I'm, I'm so fascinated by it. Because every program, people come in, and the first four weeks of the program, they're just, ex they're coming down, their bodies are broken down, they're completely disconnected, they're coming off a of keto and starving themselves, you know, for months. And then they come in and they expect the world in the first four months of the program. When I'm just like, man, it's great if your scale moves, but we're not expecting it to move. Like, you got to lay that foundation. You got work to do for your body to even think about focusing focusing on, on fat loss, but people come in with those expectations in the first four weeks and expect everything to happen in those first four weeks. But you take that same amount of time and you put it at the end of the program. And then people start saying things like, well, there's not enough time. And should I just like, you know, wait now into the next program? Cause I didn't reach my goal. So should I just like, you know, like just take a break and then come back to the next group. And I'm just like, what, why would you do that? Like you have four weeks. And then at the end of the program is really where everything is coming together for you. You're building that momentum and you're even more in tune and you know what your body needs. And but it's that pressure. And I always say people have those calendars. I, I listen, you forget, right? I, 
I weighed over 200, probably 250 something pounds, uh, probably more at some points. Um, I knew what it was like. I tried all the diets. I, I had the calendar, you know, I had the calendar where I had that. Okay. This is how much I want to lose by this date. So I know some of you guys got those calendars, right? You put the end date, you X how much weight you want to mo- want to lose. And then every day you're Xing off. And if you don't lose today, then you got to lose more tomorrow. And then at the end of the program, you had this like huge amount of weight and I got to lose like 64 pounds in two weeks. The reality reality is, is that you're going to lose what you lose. And the more you show up and the more choices that you make that are going to help you get to that goal sooner rather than later, they're going to help you get to that goal sooner rather than later. Like the timeline, nothing in my life that I've ever achieved, I've done on the timeline that I ideally set out for myself, like nothing. (laughs) Then I look back and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? There was no way I was going to do that. That was like, my goodness. But then maybe that comes down to my going for like, I'm still motivated to with the big goals and that keeps me going even though the timeline is never and I think that's maybe where if you find that if that if you're feeling the pressure of that timeline which I don't I'm like I'm gonna you know I set out the timeline and then I laugh at myself afterwards and think okay that was really not realistic but um, I got there everything in my life I've been able to accomplish but never on my timeline but that works for me. So if you feel the pressure of that and that has an opposite effect, then maybe that you need to reassess your goals and maybe sort of break them down into more digestible bits, you know, but yeah, Dr. Beverly was uh, such a great, such a great conversation. Hi, Kim. Morning. First live in a very long time. I'm definitely on the struggle bus, but I have seen a movement with weight loss. Yeah. So I love this. I saw so many of you, which I follow over on um, social media. We talked about this. We've talked about the struggle bus sitting outside your house, so many times. This is this used to be the conversation, right? That's every that, that at certain points the struggle bus parks outside of your house. And then the other day we talked about get on the bus. Get on it, right? Don't just like look at it from your window of your house and be like, oh my God, the struggle bus is outside, the struggle bus is outside. And then we talked about, you know, the driver of the struggle bus is like, We're waiting for you. Get on the fucking bus. Like, get on the bus. So you can like, you know, it's it may be a struggle, but that bus is still gonna get you one step closer to that destination destination. You're still on the road. That's what's really huge. You are still on the road. You're just in the struggle bus. And maybe, you know, it drives a little bit slower because it's a, you know, broken down old school bus. I don't know, right? Maybe you're just feeling extra feely. Maybe the struggles aren't in how fast you're getting. Maybe you're still getting there at the same pace, right? Maybe the, the bus is still driving fast, but it's the feels that you have to deal with. Maybe it's not the funnest ride. You know, you're still getting there there. You're still making moves. You're still traveling forward, but maybe it's not the funnest because you got to, maybe the conversation on the bus is pretty deep. And it may, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe it's the therapy bus. I don't know, but get on the bus. You want to be on the struggle bus right? You don't want to park that. The problem with the struggle bus is when it's parked outside your house, waiting for your ass to get on it. And this is like, you can't, you can't, you can't walk around the fire. You got to walk through that fire. You got to go right into your fields. You got to turn up that volume. You have to be, you can't push it down and push it away. You can't power through it. You have to work through it, right? That's one of the things we learned from Dr. Beverly. I just love it. Can we just talk about Dr. Beverly for a minute? And I think that the reason why this is such a aha conversation. I don't just mean any one thing we talked about. I think having Dr. Beverly on and I've looked for the right person for a while. 
And I'm sure there's lots of great people out there. I even thought about myself. About, I, I knew that this psychology was a big part of weight loss. And I even dabbled with going back to school myself. But I'm at the time for kids. Ah, I don't have time for that. Um, and I think this is such a big part of the conversation. And what the program has always been really good at doing is bringing awareness of these fields. And, you know, I got some words of wisdom and, and things to help people kind of work through. But this is not like Dr. Beverly brings a whole other level to to this conversation and that the the tools to not just bring, bring like you're aware already when doing the program but it's the tools to be able to work through that and making sense of it i i love a deeper level of understanding that's why this whole fucking book is so huge like it's, it's, it's like, there's so much information in the program because i'm a massive fan of having a deeper level of understanding with what you're doing. I think if you can kind of, even if you're having a hard time with it, I think the better that you understand it, you know, you'll be able to easily work through it. So, so I, I love that Dr. Beverly uh, brings that dynamic for sure. Um, I used to be a still kind am the worst for setting ridiculous goals. Hi, Sarah. Uh, Patty Thompson, Sarah, Sarah Shulman. That's huge. I know exactly what you need. And this discouragement can swallow us up whole. It's a fight. Yeah. The fact that we're even um, thinking about this, right? Like that's, that's really huge. And, and we just, you know, we make goals and we just, we do what we've always done. I think that's the problem. A lot of times we just do what we've always done. And especially if you've done a lot of diets, if you've done a lot of diets, that can be really problematic, especially if you feel like you've done a lot of diets and they worked for you because you lost the weight, but then you failed because you gained it back. And again, I'll say a million times, like you didn't fail, right? Like the diets failed you. Those diets are never designed for sustainable weight loss at the end of the day. Uh, maybe the bus can drop me off at Disney so I don't have to walk. <laughs> My fatigue has hit me this past week, so not much walking either. Yeah, um, you know, I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking exhausted. Um, I got so much going on. As you guys know, like I'm, you know, I can only really talk from my own personal experience. I got a lot going on. It's been a really busy month. It's been like, you know, we, we got married and that was amazing and emotional, whatever. And then that's when my ex went into the husband, the hospital. And then I turned 50, which, you know, as amazing that it is, I'm so grateful to be alive. Obviously it's this, you know, you're, I'm fucking 50. How'd that happen? Um, and then, you know, it was my son's birthday and then we were went away to the obesity conference, which was so huge. And, um, that's my son's birthday. And then my, then my ex husband passed away and then I'm dealing with some kids with uh, one in particular with some major mental health issues that is very concerning and I'm fucking exhausted and it's a lot right and on top of running a business and doing whatever and this is my happy place so this is my point with this like I love being here I love talking about this this is my happy place essentially my life is really great a lot of people would look at my life and be like wow like you're so lucky and you're so this and you're so that and you know but the but the exhaustion I said to Tony like I'm just tired I feel like I need to sleep for a week and it's not because I'm physically tired. It's not like I'm working out hard. And I'm, in fact, my body was super tired today. And Tony's like, I, he's like, we got home from taking the kids to school. And he's like, 
why don't we go for a walk? And I was like, looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm going back to bed. And he's just like, come on. I said, my body is so sore. I'm like, I, my, like my body hurts. And he's like, it hurts because you're not moving. You're not doing anything. So let's go for a walk. And again, dragged my ass out for a walk and came back and felt so much better. And halfway through the walk again. And I feel like I just told this story last week because literally the same thing happened last week. And uh, I halfway through the walk, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a great idea. You know, sometimes we're tired and exhausted, not because physically, but also just the mental shit that we're going through, you know? So you have to factor that into what you're, what you're going through while you're working through your weight loss journey. And I think sometimes we look to the food and to the things and to whatever, and we're not really taking into account where we're at mentally and all the other things that we got going on. Sometimes the ticket to getting the scale to move isn't in the portions, isn't in the nutrient rich foods, isn't in the water, isn't in the supplements. It's in managing your stress. You know, that's, that's the big thing, the mental part of it. And, you know, if you're not kind of dealing with that and going there, then, you know, all the Epsom salt baths in the world aren't really going to help you, you know? Uh, so this is where, you know, like this is the awareness is, is, is so much more, right? Than the struggles. The awareness is so much more than the portions. The, the, the awareness, I think, is meeting yourself where you're at. Mental exhaustion is a real thing. I feel like it's worse than physical exhaustion. Yeah. You know, and we're so busy and we got so many things going on. And, and that's where I think when we talk about life factoring in to where we're at, I think this is what this conversation brings up is that life factors into your, you have to factor your life into your journey. I think we look at weight loss as this separate thing that we're doing. And I used to say that because people would be like, well, this is like a lifestyle thing. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a diet. It's a means to an end. There's a start date. There's an end date. It's a thing that you are doing in order to lose weight. But now I've come to realize that's not kind of separating the process or the what you're doing from your actual life. It's just, yes, it's this thing that you're doing, but it's this thing that you're doing while you're living life. And so much of it factors into your life because of the way we associate with food. So, you know, the conversation with Dr. Beverly, I joked that we could literally talk for six hours. Like it's such a, it's such a huge conversation. And I think not to dwell on the conversation with Dr. Beverly, it really put in perspective why weight loss is like finally and forever weight loss is so difficult. Um, it's absolutely achievable, absolutely doable. There's no reason why you're not going to get there. There's no reason why you're not going to reach your goals. But if you are struggling or you're feeling like it's hard or that you wanted it to be, it's probably because it is a bit of a struggle and it, it, it is hard and it's work and it's inconvenient and it's all of the things, <laughs> no, all of the things. And I think that I love Dr. Beverly because she, it's, she verbalized what I've been trying to say when it's just, it's so much more than eat less and exercise more. Again, I was on Instagram last day and, and someone was talking about this new study about how it's not just calories, duh. Um, and you know what you're eating. It's like the type of foods you're consuming. Like, I mean, come on. Like we really have to do studies in order to figure this out. Like massive difference between eating something nutrient rich and whole as opposed to processed food, even though it has the same calories, but 
I know it's beyond me. And then I read in the comments and people are coming back to, well, it's just calories in versus calories out. The same old bullshit. And then I click on their profile and they're like some jacked up muscle head, you know, trying to tell, you know, like, you know, women struggling with menopause and hormones and stress and taking care of kids and doing the work and do all these things. And, you know, I mean, I'm not even men too. Like, I'm not trying to be gender specific, but you know what I mean? Like, fuck you and your calories in versus calories out bullshit. Like, since when is that ever fucking done anything about anything? When has that ever affected obesity rates? Obesity rates been climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. Excuse me, but if calories in versus calories out was an effective, sustainable way to lose weight, we wouldn't have obesity rates climbing year over year over year over year at the end of the day. So people tend to oversimplify weight loss. And this is what it takes. This, all this, ah, you know, all of this, all of this, all of this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. All of this. Um, the food plan takes away one stress for me. Hi, Katrina. I know that despite all the shit happening, I don't have to worry about what to eat. I know. And the food plan also fuels my body with health to account for maybe moderate all the shit life throws at me. This, this is, this is it. This is, so I got to get close to the microphone. It's so much clearer. Um, but I can't get too close because then my voice, I scream and I yell. <laughs> This, I think this, this sums up what you just said about people who say, um, like A-type personalities. And I'm not, I'm not just specifically pointing out A-type personalities because there are A-type people who struggle. Don't get me wrong. But people who are like, follow the rules really well. And you say, do this. So I'm going to do that. Or, you know, people will come, come and they'll be like, all you have to do is just listen to Gina. And it's a lot easier said than done, obviously, for so many reasons. But this is sort of like, this is why if you just, you follow the food plan, you do the things, chances are you're going to lose weight. Right. Like that's that's the easy part of it. It's like it's trying to find the time and preparing the foods. And do you know what I mean? It's it's all of that. But you're right in the sense that the food plan is designed. It's it's for a rhyme and a reason. It's very specific. Yes. Like there is a lot of flexibility in it as well. But the food plan is the easy part. The, the food plan is the easy part. The water is the easy part. The supplements are the easy part. It's it's all of the rest of it on top of it. That that's really the work, you know, at the end of the day. And so that's why if you just focus on the food plan itself trying to be as consistent as possible and you know simplify that like some people really enjoy cooking but if you don't you can just keep it super simple you don't spend a lot of time on the kitchen make it work for you especially when those snacks break it down like right bring a banana bring an apple just you know grab some fruit whatever you know the carrot sticks and you know those pre-made hummus things in a bag some nuts and seeds done easy peasy right all you have to worry about is, is, is breakfast you know boil some eggs put them in your fridge like grab an egg in the morning at the very least pop a boil egg into your mouth, you know, um, you can really simplify things. So the food part is really the easy part. And then that's where people a lot of times tend to really focus on though. Well, it must be the food. It must be the portions. If I'm not losing weight, it must be that. Meanwhile, your stress levels are through the roof, right? 
and you're maybe not moving your body and you're, you know, being inactive when, and you're super stressed. And that's a bad combination because moving your body helps to, you know, address your stress. And then maybe you have health issues that you're dealing with that you're not really addressing. Uh, great conversation with Jason yesterday. How, how, how fun was he? And then I, I swear that tech, 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 technology hates me. I don't know what's going on with it. And um, we had some technical issues with him yesterday, but still ended up being an amazing conversation. Um, really great. So D- Jason has, uh, he's in his second program. First program lost 35 pounds. He did the same thing, just did what he needed to do, you know, and, and, uh, second time around, a bit of a different, uh, journey for him. But he talked about how he's a diabetic and he, you know, for years been trying to lose weight and, you know, how he said he wasn't a great diabetic and he doing diet pop and this. And I said to him, you know what? I don't, being a diet, just because you're a diabetic doesn't mean you know how to eat eat to feel your body, right? It doesn't mean you know more about nutrition than anyone else, you know, especially when, you know, a lot of times if you are a diabetic, the, the diet things are what you're told to consume at the end of the day. Anyway, able to decrease. Jason's personality is so infectious. Such a great guest, right, Patty? I know. Um, yeah, he was amazing. Uh, he was so fun. Delightful. That's how I would sort of describe him. Um, I love getting different perspectives and able to get off some of his medication and reduce them. But the, the biggest thing that I loved about Jason was his, well, first of all, I love that he sort of came on, just kind of debunked the programs as another diet that wasn't going to work and it ended up working really well for him. So I love that. <laughs> I also love the top, the fact that he was using the app and then talked about how, you know, he was just using the app and then he would go into Facebook and be like the same post. So I'm just going to use the app. But then one day he checked out the end of day reflections post and realized the conversation that was happening happening and now just really recognizes our amazing community uh which was which was really so great um but you know being able to get off your medications and then hopefully you know be able to you know decrease them or get off some and get off all of them at the end of the day that this is what this is about but it was really how he felt he just like i felt great i feel fantastic and to me that's a whole vibe you know that that really is a whole vibe if you haven't had an opportunity to um yeah i love jason very informative thanks gina team for having these amazing guests yeah and if you I mean, if you want to come on to be a guest, um, definitely reach out to us. Uh, we try to get a variety of different guests, you know, not just people who've like, oh, I've lost 100 pounds and it was so easy for me, you know, like really talk about the real journey. And I think it's so important. That's one of the things we want to do a lot more is highlight our amazing community, because I think that it's one thing to hear from me or my team. It's another to hear from real people who are on very real journeys. I think the diet industry, I mean, look at the diet industry, like like, come on, you know, half of those um, ads for Noom, for example, or like Instagrammers, you know, same thing. That's like Weight Watchers. I'm not trying to slam them, but Waitress, Weight Watchers new thing is getting Instagrammers and influencers who've never had to lose weight, making recipes and sharing tips. I'm like, what? this person is never. And I literally because I will click on their name and be like, who's this person? And then I go to their Instagram account. They've never, they're like 19 years old, never had to lose weight in their life. Okay. So they can bake some fat free muffins, but the fog. And I don't know how that's motivating. I guess it's like people want to be like them. I, I don't know, man, but that, I don't think that's, there's a lot of depth. There's not, there's not a lot of depth to that. And I don't want to trick people and fool people and dupe people into, you know, <laughs> trying to lose weight at the end of the day, you know? So I love really real guests. If you want to come on and be a guest, I'd love to have you be on be a guest. Um, I want to be a guest along with my daughter, Chloe, uh, mommy and me segment. Okay. Yes. Send us a, send us an email. Weight loss at GinaLivy.com. We would love to have you. I turned 60 this year, have been helping take care of my 94 year, 95 year old mom with dementia and had an unexpected move of my business. Wow. Um, where'd that go? I'm reading this off my, um, 
I'm getting used to this new kind of format. Let me see what if I can move this up here. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where did you go? Um, okay, let me see if I can find it on my iPad. Because I want to read that. I want to read that. Let me scroll down. I want to scroll down. I turned 60 this year. Hi, Sharon. And I've been helping take care of my 95-year-old mom with dementia and had an unexpected move of my business. I can only imagine where I would be with my weight and mental state if it wasn't part of this amazing group last year. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, um, I follow someone on Instagram who was doing the program and really working hard at it and had a whole bunch of health issues and um, struggling with the weight loss part of it. And then I saw them kind of announce that they're taking a break and they're just going to kind of be. And then it was really interesting. And I saw them today and wow, they've gained a lot of weight. And I was just like, ah, you know, um, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I was like, I'm, I'm hoping that they see the value in what they were doing when they were doing it in order to manage where they were at, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't really know the depth of their story or anything like that. But I was just like, wow, this is one person who was really committed, really struggled um, and, and, and had a lot of health issues that they were very vocal about. And then they're just like, you know what? I've been doing this program. I'm going to take a break. It's not working for me. And I respect that because, you know, I'm, I'm, I respect that, but it was working, you know, it was very much working for them um, because it probably kept them mindful and doing all the things. I, I don't think people really realize that how the things that you are doing are really factoring in. And some people under some circumstances, what they're dealing with, like if you weren't focused on yourself and you weren't managing yourself health and you weren't trying to move your body and you weren't trying to eat healthy and you weren't trying to follow this program, like maybe you didn't end up with the results that you wanted, but you know, what might've happened if you didn't focus on all of those things, you know, I mean, it's really easy to, for me to judge. I'm not judging. I'm just observing that. And it's hard to see that, you know? So I think this is why, again, it's really important to see the value in, in the things that you are doing, you know, without even having to see like a, a result on the scale. Like if you're prioritizing yourself or trying, like Tony keeps telling me, you know, this, this situation, like you have to take care of yourself. You have to like, you have to take care of yourself. You just have to. Um, and it's so hard, you know, um, to do that. I got a lot of mom guilt and one of the situations I'm dealing with my kid right now is very stressful. And, um, he's just like, you have to, cause you know, he's in a, like a support group for that for it what's going on and he's just like you know other parents are talking about this and they keep saying you need to take care of yourself you need to prioritize yourself but it's so hard to do that I, I don't know if it's guilt or it's feeling like I don't know what that is you know that that guilt and, and you know especially I can imagine whether it's a kid or you're taking care of your your mom you know you you feel like they're so like they need the attention they need the help they need the love you and is that the it's almost like I think maybe if that's if that's the ex, if it's at the expense of yourself then you're doing as much as you can do like you're giving up your whole self you're giving up you you're doing everything for them and maybe Maybe that's the thing I need to feel like I'm doing everything I can, but doing everything I can or you doing everything you can doesn't mean at the expense of your health and your wellness and your, you know, you time. You should still have you time. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done. Sometimes in life we have these situations where something has to give and you, you, you just don't have time, you know, and I think that's that in those moments, that's where it comes down to when you do have the time, you got to make use of that time because there will be times in your life where you won't 
won't be able to prioritize and take care of yourself and you want to go into those situations being as strong as you can. But it's hard to do that when you're already in the midst of it and then you're trying to fucking climb out of that. You know, it's 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 hard. But that's why I love like this program. Because this is something you can feel really good about. Like, yes, I still want to lose weight. Yes, you're taking care of your mom. Yes, I'm dealing with this. Yes, I'm dealing with that. I still want to achieve my goals. I still want to lose weight. Yes, life is smacking me in the face, but it, and I'm dealing with hard situations, but I still want to accomplish my goals at the end of the day, you know? Um, and so this is sort of where I love the program because it makes you prioritize yourself. It makes you be self-aware. It makes you, you know, manage your stress and get better sleep and think about yourself. And that's huge. And that, you know, because we're not starving ourselves, we're not depriving ourselves, we're not neglecting ourselves, we're not disconnecting from ourselves. So this is the kind of program you can feel really good about. Really good about. Uh, let me scroll down some more. Oops, where's my... Here we are. I am the primary caregiver for my mom with Alzheimer's and my health went by the wayside. This program allowed to, allowed me to put myself first. Yeah. Not just doing it, right? Putting yourself first, but there's a lot of feels attached to that that you're going to have to work through, right? Karen, after being a caregiver for many, many years, I learned that the most important thing is to take care of yourself so that you can be your very best for those you love. It's tough, but it's necessary. Yeah, it's so tough. It's it's hard to kind of like, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And that's why like maybe having your own goal and the little things you can do each day and you set your intentions, for example, is like, it's like those little moments that, that do add up and make a big difference, you know, like just focusing on getting your water in, you know, just focusing on making sure that you are eating and keeping your level, energy levels up. Just, you know, maybe you can't join a gym. You don't have time to go to the gym for, you know, six hours a week, but maybe you can go for a walk around the block. You know, those little things that you can do where you can help manage your life better still do those things that you need to do and I'll still work towards your goals. And maybe that's where that all or nothing attitude sort of, you know, really kind of gets in the way where if we, if we're all or nothing and we got to do this and then we keep feeling like we're getting set back or we're not making any ground, we can't get anywhere. That's maybe bringing it back to the Dr. Beverly conversation, like little, little goals, you know, are going to help you kind of just get there. You know, maybe the cars were, you know, maybe we're not even in a car, maybe we're on a bike. <laughs> Maybe we're walking. Maybe we're walking to Disneyland. We're gonna get there. <laughs> You're gonna get there. There's no reason why you can't get there. It's just gonna take you a little longer. But the reality is, what else are you gonna do? Like, let's break it down to weight loss because we gotta bring it back down to weight loss. What else are you gonna do? Because getting on a get a quick fix ain't gonna help you, right? Like, you you just gonna end up in the worst situation because your body's gonna be even more broken down. Because you I have to understand at this point, you can't starve and deprive and neglect your way into weight loss. Like, you know, it's great. And and as you get older too, stress doesn't cause you to lose the weight. Stress causes you to gain the weight. I mean, great stress is great when you're 20 years old and you end up losing weight because you're stressed, right? And then what happens as you get older, that weight just comes back on and on and on, you know. Um, it's a hard thing, man. It's a hard thing. Uh, Gina, can I just say, I'm so glad you have Tony as difficult as it is sometimes. Yeah, I know. I mean, Tony and I were just talking about that this morning. <laughs> uh, Tony and I were just talking about that this morning. I am really lucky to have Tony and he's, he's a bit of a rock. He's also like a very, he also does things differently. He's like, he brings a real massive dose of reality. He's very practical. He's very real. He's very, you know, I get into my head and super feely feel and he brings a different perspective, which I'm very open also to hearing, even though it's different than how I do things, you know. 
Um, and even with that, I'm trying to learn, you know, I'm trying to learn. I lost 30 pounds in my first program, but struggled on the second round, bouncing with the same four pounds, this program up and down, up and down. But at the end of the day, I feel better than I have in many years. I've signed up for the next program. I will reach my goal. Thank you for support, Gina and your team. Okay. So Renee, let's break this down for you, right? So, you know, you can do it. So I love that. Have you taken time to review the, um, fresh eyes post because you might not have seen it. So the fresh eyes is when you're coming back and you're doing the program again. So you have, you're not as in dire need, for example, to lose the weight, right? Cause you already lost a big chunk. So you're probably feeling pretty good. Um, you know, you can do it, which is great. It gives you the confidence, but then sometimes you, you know, you can do it. So I can do this. I can do that. And then I can get hit it back hard, whatever. Um, sometimes after losing 30 pounds, I don't know how much you lost in the first program. The body really does need that time to solidify your weight. So you should be noticing your body, like making change. So your weight might not be dropping, but your body should definitely be changing. Sometimes also when we come back to, we get so stuck on what we did last time to lose our weight that we try to just emulate and do the exact same thing this time. Like, especially when it comes to portions, you get stuck on what they looked like last time. This is last time I was eating last time I was down to eating one egg, but now maybe your metabolism is much higher. You know, maybe you're more active. And so, you know, one egg's not even enough for you, right? But you get stuck on, well, last time I ate one egg. And so, you know, this time you might actually need two eggs. So a lot of times people think pull back, pull back, eat less, eat less, eat less. When sometimes it's, it's more, right? And it's about really being the moment with that because especially with this process, even though we've been through downsizing, you're, you're, you are increasing your metabolism. Maybe you are being more active. The time of year in the spring, your body gives you more energy. So your energy output tends to be more just naturally. So you could have been downsizing and downsized your way down to one egg. And then this week, it could be that you need two eggs, three eggs. And then that changes every day. So you really, really want to get in tune with that. Also things like, you know, water, you get stuck on a certain amount of water. Maybe you need more now. Maybe you actually need less now, or maybe you need to add some trace minerals to it because you're exercising more and you're sweating more. So a lot of times we really get stuck on, well, this worked for me last time. So I'm going to do the exact same thing this time when the slight little changes that you need to adjust to where you're at now can really make all the difference. Or the thing that you focused on last time is not the thing that you need to focus on this time, right? So it could be you are doing all of the things you, you're, Gina, I am doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Then it could just be your body needs time to make those adjustments, right? adjust to the weight that you've lost. 30 pounds is no joke. And 30 pounds, especially in one round in three months, that's huge. That's a, that's an enormous amount of change that your body has gone through. So it, depending on the cadence of how you lost, especially if you didn't have big plateaus, because some people like drop and drop and drop, little plateau, little plateau, drop and drop and drop, little plateau, little plateau. And then at some point you're going to, your body's going to have to say, hold up. Like I really need this time to adjust to my weight. And that generally what happens. And that's why you want that reset in the beginning, right? Um, so just some things to think about with that. Um, I know that obviously you're expecting the same kind of, you know, um, results, which you still have the whole back end of the program. So I love, I love setting yourself up for success in terms of joining the next group. I love that. I got that in my back pocket. I'm going to do that, but don't get into that weight scenario, right? Like this program's halfway over. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. So I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're doing that, but that can happen a lot. 
in that sometimes I like I look at signing up for that next program as I'm locking it down. Like I'm fucking getting this shit done. I'm following through. I'm like I'm in it. I'm like I got my spot. So what, hopefully I've lost my weight by the time that program rolls around and I'll use that program to solidify my weight. And then sometimes it can have the opposite effect. Maybe this comes down to goal setting where, oh, I, I just got the you know what? It's halfway through. I'm not going to lose 60 pounds in the next, you know, six weeks. So summer's come in. I might as well just say fuck it. And then I'll just start again strong in the fall. You know, when you got a lot of time between now and the fall, where even if you just half asked it, just made some of the choices, just like kind of sort of followed along, there would still be a huge benefit in that. Right. So, so try to like, try to um, maybe be like, what am I not doing this time that I did that time? Or what am I doing this time that I did that time that maybe I should change and look at and shake things up a little bit. Right. So, so maybe just some food for thought for that. Um, for so many reasons, right? Bouncing the same four pounds of this program up and down, up and down, up and down. So that bouncing can be a sign that you're, you're, you need to bump up that water a little bit. Um, you know, it could be like you are, you know, on it during the week and then you kind of, you, you maybe indulge on the weekend because you're like, ah, I got time, whatever. And then you feel like you're catching up again. It's like two steps forward, two steps back kind of thing, right? Now, remember, even if you're doing that in, in doing all the other things, you're still helping your body solidify the weight that you've lost. You are still helping your body level up, get healthier, repair, rebuild. You're still helping your body um, increase that metabolism. So it's not like lost time and nothing's happening because there's a lot going on. But why isn't that weight going? Why isn't it following through? So maybe also take a look at that supporting the body in detox post, right? Like maybe that when you get that weight starts to move, maybe that's where, you know, I don't know what's going on, but you want to really dig your heels in and follow through on that. And also maybe like take it up a notch, kick it up a notch, right? Dig in a little bit deeper with the things that you, that we are doing each week. Like maybe if you, you know, split up all those meals and snacks, really, if you didn't last time, separate those proteins, like four days, try to like, just kind of tweak the things that you're doing slightly. Um, and you may find that that can make all the difference. I have to go, you guys. I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. Multiple programs. Multiple programs in and still learning every day. I need to focus on the day-to-day victories and make smaller goals. Man, Melanie, I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm still learning new shit. <laughs> Right. Cause it's, it's a process in self love. It's like, it's, it's like the, how, like reaching your goal with this process is like reaching any goal in your life. And I have my own goals that I'm reaching while I'm working through with you guys in life, man. Um, I think there's just so many layers to ourselves and this, this process in bringing awareness. It just, here's what it is. It's like, it's like you're dealing with your shit. So shit's in your lap and you work through that shit. You, you know, bring awareness, you, you, you capture, you cancel, you correct it. And then more shit just drops in your lap and then you go through the same process. Bring awareness, you capture, you cancel, you correct. More shit. It's a never ending pile of shit that just keeps dropping in our lap. And, but I think this is not a negative. I think this is like, I want to grow. I want to evolve. There are things that I want to do and want to accomplish. And there's things that I need to learn and work through. In order to do that. So I, I really enjoy, sometimes it's a lot. Like I'm fucking exhausted. Like I almost need to say to the universe, I just need a break. Like actually, I'm going to say that right now. Like I need a break from the shit right now. I just need a break. I said that to Tony last night. I just, I just need a, a minute. I just need a minute. I just need a break. I don't know. I need to sleep for a week or a weekend or a whole day or I, maybe some mind break I need. I don't know what it is, but I'm telling the universe right now, I just need a minute. You can just knock off the learning lessons because I'm just 
need a minute with it, you know? But outside of that, I do quite enjoy trying to figure out my feels and what I'm working through and what I'm dealing with, you know? But that's what this process is so good at doing. Um, so it's never ending. You could sign up for the rest of your life, but we don't want, we're not selling any lifetime memberships though, because we do want you to lose your weight and move on. But here's what I'm going to say about that. We have so many people who do lose their, every, like the goal is for everyone to lose their weight, obviously. But then there's this whole conversation happening in the maintenance group. It's so interesting that you think, okay, I've lost my weight. I've done it in the right way. I've done it in a healthy way. And then you reach your goal and you realize there's a whole other thing. Now you got to trust yourself and trust that you, oh man, it's a whole other conversation that happens after you've lost your weight. It's like, it never stops. And I, I mean, again, I don't, I mean, I love the conversations we have over there. So don't mean it in kind of like a negative way, but it's interesting. If you are um, thinking about maintenance and what that's going to look like and all of that, I would highly suggest that you, like today, Wednesday is our way in Wednesday conversation. So we're going to be, I don't know if we got a guest or what's going on. Um, this is where we, every Wednesday we have guests on and we have a panel and we talk about certain things and we talk it out. Um, so these are all available to you over on our podcast, Way in Magina. If you're a member of our weight loss program and not actually in the maintenance group itself, you can still listen to the podcast. Um, I highly suggest you do. It's kind of like, it's ha- kind of having the roadmap to Disneyland. When I get to Disneyland, these are the things I'm going to do. It's like listening to those maintenance conversations like, oh, that's what, that's what's happening over there. These are the conversations people are having. And I think if you're kind of aware of that, it's kind of helping you prepare for it, which is really cool. I got to go, everyone. Um, what day is it? It's Wednesday, day 52. Tomorrow we start our feeding the metabolism tweak. Uh, embrace it. Em- embrace it. Embrace how you feel about it. It's only going to be for four days. I think it's a super cool tweak. It's one of those tweaks that no one looks forward to, but then after they've done it, it ends up being like their favorite weekend tweak. Also a really great tweak. If you feel like downsizing didn't quite connect, and a lot of times downsizing won't connect um, for people because they've come off restrictive diets, then metabol- um, feeding the metabolism could definitely be your jam. So make sure you ask as many questions as you need about it. And I'm on this new format. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. So I got to figure out where I got to go to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Have an amazing day. Bye.